Bay Conservatives won the ball here on third down. Here's Richardson. He takes it in for his first NFL touchdown. And Pittman takes it inside the 20, the 10, towards the end zone. Touchdown on second and 28. The Colts capitalize Richardson to Pittman, 39 yards. Good evening, everybody. We have a full house. The whole crew is back. Took a week off. We were sad last week. Our feelings were hurt. We were depressed. Uh, but, yeah, we're back. We're finally better. Our panties are on the way they're <laughs> supposed to be. And, you know, Houston got booted. Uh, so we feel even better tonight. So we can talk a little bit of trash on them. Uh, CJ looked like a rookie, in my opinion. But how's everybody doing tonight? Doing good. Doing good. Good, man. Like you said, uh, a little less salty than previous week, so the healing has begun. Hey, yeah, the healing, the healing began. We got a new logo down here in the left corner with some new background things going on, thanks to Joey and ZTV. So, Shout out, shout out. Yes, yes, doing much better. Um, I was down for probably about a couple hours, and then I let it go because obviously I remember we weren't supposed to be there. Um, but he, again, like Matt said, uh, but also uh, ZTV hooked us up with some new merch. So anybody who's watching, please go check us out. Go check out uh, www.ztvonline.com. Go check out the merch. Please help and uh, support us so we can keep growing. We would appreciate it. And also like, subscribe, and share. So appreciate y'all. But uh, yeah, yeah. Only was upset for a little bit until I realized, hey, man, we weren't supposed to be here. And uh, we fought our way in and, 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 and made some noise a little bit when nobody was expecting us to do anything. Oh uh, yeah, man. I'm, I'm pretty good. I still want goods and cut, but <laughs> that's you know, that's me being vindictive. You know, but uh, beyond that, I've rebounded. Yeah, so I don't think I don't think I was really that upset about the loss. I really just like nonchalantly walked into my room, turned the TV on, and played some Xbox or played some PlayStation. I didn't even really like. I don't know. It was like the day, just whatever. It was over. Cool. I just think like, I think I was more upset because I wasn't that upset. So I was like mad at myself. Like, why am I not that upset about this? And then like, after a couple of days of thinking about it, I was like, well, we were like, like DeMarco said, we weren't supposed to be there. We're supposed yep. to be there. We were supposed to get three wins. That was it. We, we overachieved greatly. So like everybody who thinks that this team needs a massive over overload or an overchange or overhaul, whatever you want to call it, you're, you're or a tight end. Yeah. Or a tight end. In my opinion, I really – man, I think we're like one or two pieces away on both sides of the ball, in my I agree. opinion. I uh, I truly feel like the reason why I hurt so bad is because it was Houston. Yeah. It was. If it was – if, if that was Baltimore, if that was Baltimore that beat us, we would not have been pouting and going as, as crazy as we would have, right? Yeah. In, in the fact of the matter was it was Houston who had their rookie quarterback while ours was hurt and on the bench, and we had to sit there and, and watch it sting – and it gives us that could have, should have, would have, could have feeling of what if our guy was there right. watching that kind of uh, that kind of a uh, game. So that was my my thoughts about it. Um, I honestly hurt a little bit longer than a lot of y'all did because, I, in my opinion, you rise to the occasion and um, expectations of the past and what matters is when you're on the field. So we play up to our expe- expectations. We got on a win streak. We were there and we just didn't execute. You know so. Um, that's what made me mad uh, was failure to execute. I'm not going to pin on Gardner, Goodson, Steichen, none of that, because uh, I think we all know if we would have ran the ball, we would have got a first down and probably scored. But uh, at the end of the day, uh, we're going to come back stronger from this, and uh, now we actually have a quarterback to build around. 
uh, with hopefully a, a a decent amount of cap space and draft capital to uh, to build a true Super Bowl team. Yeah. I think yeah, what man. really what stuck for me was just like the fashion that we lost in, right? Like yeah. fourth and one, the throw, hit the fingers to the ground. It was just a gut punch. I was like, fuck, dude, we did it to ourselves. But yeah, I, I mean, I echo everything you guys have said. It, it was one of those like probably shouldn't have even been there in the first place. No one thought we would be there. Really exceeded expectations. Had a really good season. I mean, we were watching important football two weeks ago, you know? So uh, I, it's just a stepping stone for the franchise. We're going to move forward and do great things next year and so on. I'm pretty sure Patrick Mahomes just got picked off in the backfield, but. Oh. oh. Huh? They're not playing. Yeah, they're not playing right now. That was straight Lance. Oh, or not straight. Wait, I, said, I just said straight Lance. Oh, my God. I have NFL. He ain't playing either. No, that's Jordan Love. That's Jordan, Jordan Love. Love. Yeah. Oh, NFL Network has the Chiefs and Bills playing right now. Yeah, you watch the wrong one, bro. Whole game. Yeah, let's be showing the replay. We don't know the Chiefs won that game. I got that Steve Hockley's Ed Hockley's boy. He only ever refs Chiefs games. He's got the hookup. I don't know. First time they're playing in Buffalo. Hopefully, it's at least a game. I mean, it's always a good game. I got the Packers winning tonight, by the way. That is both, actually. I I don't know. They definitely shot Dallas, but. You drank too much at at Roadhouse there, bud. (laughs) This Ozark has done me well. Just wait. What you get a roadhouse? You get the kebab, extra extra meat, double side rice, steak, <laughs> salad, and loaded mashed potatoes. <laughs> I don't know how you get in and out of roadhouse in under an hour. That's Two what I, that's what I was saying, bro. When he said yeah. it, I was like, "There's no <laughs> way." Dude, no. Dude, and grabbed it and left. Yeah. I'm like kicking with the crew eats. <laughs> I ran that joint. There ain't no it? way you can get in and out in under an hour. In that so place. you can you can hop on the wait list online and check in that you're there ahead of time. Yeah, so we did it 45 minutes ahead. So we got there 45 minutes in, put our order that's in the, immediately, sat down, that's I was the, in and out within an hour. That's the, telling, that's the excuse Damon's telling. That's the excuse Damon's telling his lady. As someone looking at the girl, he started right from the room. bottom. Like this was a cluster. To, to now this is a, this is this is a Diaz. No way, dog. This is a Diaz taking advantage of white privilege. All right. <laughs> that one, that way, he's sitting in the bar. I'm out of here. Had to be sitting in the bar. <laughs> Hey, shout out to all of our regulars in the comments, man. What's up, Chad? What's up, Joey, Dave, everybody, Nathan? Good to see y'all, man. I know it's been a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Sorry we left y'all hanging, man. We had a um a, a quick thing, a couple few things pop up for everybody at last minute. Life happened, bro. So, yeah. Um, so we weren't able to get in, but obviously, um, you know, last last week ended pretty rough for us. You know, obviously, we don't need to relive too much of it. Um, went back and forth on a bunch of the things, the calls and the stuff that we seen happen in that uh the last game and who was on the field and whatnot. Um, we discussed it quite a bit. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, our season comes to an end. I had a division rival. Um, and then obviously the next day, the Jacksonville Jaguars going to lose to the Tennessee Titans, which would have obviously gotten another monkey off our back uh, with not winning the division for, uh, was that, uh, 10 years now? Um, so, yeah, so uh, it was a rough way to go out and not be able to close that game. But at the end of the day, like I told everybody, I wasn't mad for too long because the way everybody in here, we all predicted, I said that if everything go perfect, from the start of the season that this team could would win eight games and we surpassed all expectations. So I I felt there was no reason for me to t- continue to be mad and loathe over the game. That's where I was at with it. 
I think I think I just you know it might be a whole different situation if Houston would have won today, and then I would have came on the show real mad, real <laughs> mad. It would have been totally different. I'd have been like that is. I'd have been like fuck Houston, fuck CJ Stroud, fuck D'Amico. This is a whole fucking a whole goddamn uh, vibe. Yeah, this is a, <laughs> this is a whole written scr- fucking script here. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, damn. I'll say this: like, there are things that. And Indianapolis won't because that's not Gus's style. But, like, if the Colts were serious about beating Houston, there are things they could pick from that Baltimore game and say, all right, C.J. Stroud's not very, you know, you can blitz C.J., zone blitz, you know, light him up. Because I feel like what hurt the Colts at times was we all know we're playing cover three too much. So, yeah. That's what Nathan is saying. Like Nathan says, you can get – if you can get him off his spot just a little bit, like Tom Brady, and make him uncomfortable, he looks like a rookie. I mean, but here's the thing. I mean, we can like, say that about every single quarterback, literally every single absolutely. quarterback in the NFL. Absolutely. Free pocket passer. I, mean, I mean, you look at you look at Lamar today. They took away every running lane by blitzing. Literally, in the, in the second quarter, in the second quarter after they scored that first touchdown, in that second quarter, that man could not move. He couldn't move at all. He couldn't throw the ball. I mean, for one, they were trying to throw deep shots in the second quarter, which made no sense. But any of these quarterbacks, you blitz them. I mean, to me, this is like the, the most simplest thing anyone, you know, anyone can talk about. We all know that. That's that simple, simple football knowledge. If you've ever even sniffed Madden, even Madden 2000 on the Game Boy, you know you got a blitz. But I, th- I think, I mean, it was a little deeper than that, man. CJ was on his game last week, and Gardner was not. Not last week, yeah. but the week prior. That yeah. to, to me, that's what it boiled down to was – Gardner just couldn't get his head out of his ass. We didn't. We completed one third down conversion that whole game. So I'm not gonna sit yeah. here and just put it all on the fact that CJ CJ didn't even really light us up. He lit us up with one yeah. player, one yeah. player. <laughs> That's it. It's not like it's not like he picked us apart. It was just Nico Collins was running past rookie corners all game long. But see, that's that's what it comes down to, to Matt's point about how CJ made plays with Nico Collins. That's what the playoffs is about. That, that was a playoff game, and I don't care what yeah, anybody yeah, wants to call yeah. me. Obviously, it wasn't in the playoffs, but that was a yeah. playoff game because at the end of the day, you don't see people get lit up and you just see some box score that look crazy. It comes down to plays, plays. Who makes more plays in the game that come down to end up winning it? And that's what Houston was able to do because guess what? Yeah. They had their guy. They D'Amico, had did, D'Amico did what worked. And he didn't stop because we couldn't stop it. So I don't understand why we steered away from Jonathan Taylor when they couldn't stop him. Yeah, I mean, I 100% agree. It was like a legacy day for if, if we would have killing it. Whether we would have blitzed <laughs> CJ Stroud or not doesn't mean Nico Collins wasn't going to be open. I mean, he yeah, threw, even I, on we we applied pressure and that dude threw the ball off his back foot, pedaling backwards, and I still completed the pass. To Nico Collins, and it was That's on that play. On that yeah, on that play, he on that play he was blitzed. Too. Yeah, and it and was third and get twenty. Home. Third and fucking twenty. Like Quiddy Pay couldn't get the angle on him. I mean, it, 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 at that point, it was not even like what we fashion. didn't do. It's like that was just a freak miracle play that CJ and Nico pulled off. Like it's just one of those plays where you just go, "What the fuck, man!" Like, That's what DeMarco, what you DeMarco said that. during the game. He goes, "We we the reason why we're so angry is because we saw Andrew Luck and Peyton Manning do that shit for yeah. years. We, it was literally like watching Andrew Luck and Ty Hilton go off. <laughs> yeah. How about how about today? Them coming up short against uh against uh Baltimore, and they literally that game the the Texans." 
that team went as far as CJ Stroud was going to take them. That's the story of their mm-hmm. season, in my opinion. That's that's just flat out what it is. <clears throat> I think they ran up into a little bit of a different animal, though. And the, the the if you look at what they were facing, because the yeah, difference Baltimore's is a buzz like ball. like one thing I will say. One thing that I've learned this year uh, about football that I never really considered as like when people talk about great de- defenses, a lot of people would think sacks and turnovers and stuff, and one thing that people don't really ever really think about what comes up with a great defense is forget the turnovers, forget the sacks. Do you get off the field on third down? Yeah. And our defense did not all year. Like we never got off the field. So if you look at today, Baltimore versus Houston, what was it? Houston couldn't keep drives going. The the only, the only, the only drive that they did was in the second quarter when they scored that touchdown or uh, no, no, no. Not not even a touchdown. Just when they they got the field goal. They got yeah. the field goal, and then the other one, they missed the field goal. So that would have they been six, points, uh, six of their points. Yep. So it's just like, does your defense get off the field on third down is really going to be the difference. And that's what we as Colts fans, we we look at every third and 15 and we go, yeah, we're giving up we another one. We're giving down. up another one. Yeah, third down was the was the main story when it came to that game against Houston and because we couldn't, we couldn't we couldn't convert one and we couldn't stop them from converting one. And we even talked about it. We even talked about it, what, multiple times? Me and I know Damien even said it. Oh, here's our third and long defense because we've talked about it on the show leading up to that game was, hey, what are we going to do when it's third and long? Because our receivers, our receivers, if it's third and 18, they're playing third and 22. <laughs> they're playing third and 25. Like, and, and, and it's funny because when he did throw that pass and Nico Collins caught it, the defender was seven yards behind him. Seven yards behind him. It made no sense. The camera didn't even pan to Nico in time for him to get on the ball. No. It was just him getting open. They thought it was going out of bounds. They They thought it was going out of bounds. Throwing it away. It's insane. (laughs) And if we had to be honest – I'm giving my hats off to Nico Collins for that. That was a yeah. hell of a play. If we, if, and if to be honest, if we want to go back and say any play is the reason why we lost, it is that, that play, and there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Because we got there. Because yeah. yeah. we, we, uh, we, we, we were almost there, and it should have been at, at worst an incomplete pass. I disagree about getting a, a, a true lockdown corner. I think we're okay at corner, in my opinion. Mm. I, I – I sit here, I think maybe get another corner, sure, but to, to go spend a checkbook on a corner, I really don't think that's the issue. I truly think our issue is getting pressure on the outside. Jones, Jones. You have the money for it. Why not? Yeah, I think so too. You When you got this kind of Just because you have the money, team, I don't. Yeah, but with the expectations we have, Matt, come on. You know what I mean? With expectations we have. I'm gonna tell you right now. Look at look at look at how much James Bradbury is getting paid, and look Ooh. how many times he got benched this season. Yeah. So I, I, I get what you guys are saying, but Nathan, if you got a corner in mind that you want to tell me that's a true lockdown corner that we can just walk up to and pay to get, there aren't any. He there aren't any available. available right there aren't now. any available uh, because uh, Demarco he wants to draft a guy. He put below that. He wants to draft a guy. Did he? he did wants, I miss that? Oh, he wants Nate Wiggins out of yeah. Clemson. Yeah, that's that's Kool-Aid. one of my guys. Uh, see, I I think we should I, save that conversation for more draft talk just because I got a few corners in different positions. Sure. But I do I think am, we need a true edge rusher. That's where I'm at. Well, yeah, we I, I feel like we have a couple one, like good ones, but we don't have that that guy that can just seal the edge. Like the, maj- the majority of the right now came from I'm gonna take you right now in, in pass rush, uh I think it was pass rush grade, uh Quiddy Pay ranked ninth. Below Grover Stewart in pass rush wins, 
And so yeah. he had the eight sacks. The Colts ranked fifth in sacks totals this year. We were 22nd in pressure rate. That needs to change. That's next crazy. Year. Yeah, we like, didn't apply like, pressure ever. <laughs> no, ever. Not near enough, yeah. No, and, and most of our pressure came from the inside. It didn't come from the outside. I mean, Ibukam, yeah. I'm not saying anything negative yeah, about yeah, Ibukam. Just... Ibukam's that dog, and I'm good with him. But He's I need a, a guy. Player. I need a guy that they fear. Yeah. That you mm-hmm. fear. No, no one necessarily fears mm-hmm. Pay or Ebicom. Yeah, they, they fear guy, the interior, I, but our edges, I agree. This is why I want I want our like I know we're not gonna get into draft <laughs> talk yet, but I want our 15th pick to go to an edge rusher, somebody that they're gonna fear. Hey, Zach, your boy uh Brock Purdy just almost threw a pick six. Yeah, I think we have a solid rotation there at Edge. Uh, I really like the way Deo stepped up this year, uh, really showed his development. I think he's going to continue to get better. Uh, I guess Jerry's still out on Quiddy. Like, we keep waiting for him to make this big breakout. Uh, He's got like one more year to do it, but the jury's, in my opinion, jury's set on Quiddy. Yeah. Stop, it. Stop it! Stop it! He literally he has a year though. Like he has hey, a hold year. On. So hold on, hold on. So we said we said we said in the beginning of the season that it was thirteen sacks or bust. Mm-hmm. That's I, what we all I agreed on. I picked him to be a breakout. That's that's what I thought. Bro, we we when we put a number on it, I remember because I remember writing it down. Yeah. We He's wrote a 13. great run defender. We wrote yeah, thirteen. That's terrible in the past. So, yeah, that's so what I'm what, saying. He, so, he's so, disappointing, but, like, I'm not cutting him right now. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, no. Yeah, yeah. That's no, the scene where Trev, Trev was going more to where my point was. Because if you think about Yannick Ndakwe we had, if you put his sack totals next to Quiddy Pay, I think it was eight and a half this year to um, nine for Yannick Ndakwe last year. But Yannick Ndakwe only sacked the quarterback. It wasn't pressures. Yeah, it right. wasn't run stops. It wasn't anything. So – that's why I'm saying, like, let's hold on on Quiddy because he is going to year four. I, I'm not sure on the whole fifth-year option thing because some people keep saying you got to pay him 13 a mil or whatever it is. And I don't know if you have to pick it up until year four is over. That's what I thought it was. So I'm totally fine with letting him stay for another year, but I'm also thinking draft another rusher. Yep. Uh, Louis Latu, Jared Verse, um, Dallas uh, – Turner, Turner. Uh, Dallas Turner out of Alabama. One of those guys can come in and change that entire trajectory if we can start applying more pressure. See, yeah, because yeah, because here's the thing: the reason I'm so I'm I'm I think that I've I've said multiple times I think we should go best player available, but I truly think we need to go edge. And the only reason I want to go edge so badly, whether it's via free agency, we if, if we trade for one, if we snag yeah. one in the draft, that's elite, great. But we need one, and the reason I think is I. We know Gus isn't going to blitz. We know that's not his style. Yeah, we we need to rely on four, and we're going to need a guy that can get there seven out of ten times. That's what I want. Just pressure. I would say say five out of ten. If you can get a – I want more than five because I think we're sitting at five now, and I think that's where we get get torched on third down. No, I mean because, like, if you have a 50% pass rush win rate, that means on every other pass down – that's true. You that's should valid. be winning. That's that. that's why I'll I was saying the, the the fifty time, especially so, if if to say if to say we were to draft a rookie, we're not gonna want a rookie or, or think a rookie can get seventy. Not year one. Be, well, not yeah, year exactly. one. He's probably not even gonna get fifty. But are we are we not confident in Deo? Because I am. I no. think Deo takes that next step. I don't think he's really. Elite. I think he's I mean, a rotational I mean, guy. Hey, I think if he's a great rotational guy. I want also. I want a. I want a max 
Crosby-esque. I'm, edge I'm optimistic. A guy that you optimistic are afraid of, man. A guy that's going to get in your quarterback's face every play, and he's going to talk. Yeah. Little-ass boy. Little-ass little boy. Ass boy. <laughs> I think, I think he, I'm optimistic he does Patrick Mahomes, too. Like, yeah, I, I'm, I wouldn't say confident in Dan, though. Like, I, I, I don't. I wouldn't put money on Dave going out and having 10 sacks next year, you know, no. but I'm optimistic he, that he can turn. He, he, I, I think he's got it. I think I, he absolutely could. That's a crazy he thing. Could, like, that's what, I'm not confident in it is what I'm saying. I'm, I'm tired of I living by it, could. I, I'm tired I would of give it a could. 70% chance it happens. Like I'm tired. He's I'm tired only of gotten by, better. I'm, I'm, exactly. I'm, I'm really, I'm really tired of living by could. Cause we, well, us, I Colts mean, that's fans, the game oh, you play. No, us as Colts fans have been living by could for the last eight years. You know, Frank could do this. Chris Ballard could do this. AP could be this. The only one that could be that we said could be was Michael Pittman Jr. And he he beat. He turned out to could be. He turned out to could right. be. Everyone hey. else, dude, we're we're batting we're batting about a point zero zero five when it comes well, to could be. We got a couple. We got a couple. But I mean, I think this is this is the problem you take when how Ballard builds this team. But, because but but, he doesn't he doesn't spend in free agency a whole lot, and he specifically believes in building but, through the draft. So here's my, him, here's, here's my problem is, with this conversation that is, is that only a build could. I mean that is what you live by when you when you do that. Here's my problem with this conversation is that last year we had this same exact conversation with a different name. It's it's literally every year Colts fans are like, oh yeah. well, we had this conversation last year about Quiddy Pay. Now that Quiddy Pay is not it, I'm not really on the Quiddy Pay bus. Uh, we're gonna Hell say no. it's Obango or whatever his name is, right. and then next year it's not gonna be him, and we're gonna be like, "Who we got now?" It's gonna be somebody we picked up in free agency that was a no name. We're gonna be like, "Well, maybe he's got it because he had some flashes." I don't want to. I don't want to keep living every year as a as a maybe right. he's got it because we, you want we have seventy two mil. We have seventy two million cap. We're sitting at fifteenth in the draft, and I'm like, we could make some things happen where we're not living by a could be. No. And we're making we're making the moves to actually improve specific positions that need it. That is what an edge an edge is something that I want to see him make that move. We got lucky this year with it could be also because you did say a couple and a couple was Will Fries sitting over there at uh right guard right. We, we all killed said right Will guard. Fries. We killed Will Fries. We did. So I will give that one too. So I, MPJ and and I Will Fries, Will both Fries of them. Both of them were our could bees that panned out, but almost everyone else is kind of like I'm still iffy, right? Um, I just I just want Ballard to see the need of okay, here here's how Gus runs his defense. Here's who we have. We need to solidify the edge. Yeah, not this yeah, guy not... could be it. You know what I mean? Right. That's just where I'm sitting at. Right. See, I mean, see, so personally, what like I, I get where Zach is coming from with the um with Dale, but the problem is, is like he's also on coming up on on year four, which is going to be a contract year for him. And he, since he wasn't a first round pick, we don't have that fifth round of uh, uh, fifth round option. So Quiddy Pay was that um, year. Yeah, yeah. Quiddy Pay was that pick. We, that's when we went back to back. So it's like, what are we going to do? It's, it's almost like the Bears have to do with Justin Fields. Are we going to reload that clock? Or are we going to stick with it? Because, like I said, I, I don't know if any of you guys know on how that, that fifth-year option is supposed to go, but I don't know if we need to pick it up in year four or can we choose after. Um, but I personally think what we should do is go get Brian Burns or Chase Young 
and go with an experienced pass rusher that we know can win already in this league. I would agree. A veteran, veteran D in. I personally that's why I don't do want to that draft um, in. just because just because we already know what we can get out of them, and you can pay yeah. that guy knowing he should be able to produce, and I then will, go young know. at cornerback so we have those years to mm-hmm. then add up on in year fifteen. That way, will, just like Matt said, we don't have to guess. We know. I will note that I did say it, it didn't matter how it came, whether we traded FA. Oh no, no yeah, I, I, right. I was I hearing you. I, right. was, I was just trying to say it the way I would think to plan, just because. Like like Zach was saying, he believes in Dale, but I, I don't know if we can depend on any of these pass rushers outside of Ebukam, who we paid for two more years under contract, um, and DeForest Buckner, who's under contract, and then we're not thinking of a Chase, a Chase Young, who's on the wrong side of thirty. A Chase Young would change the whole scenery of our front four. Yeah, not for exactly. sure. And that yeah. would, and I would be I would be perfectly okay with that. And then the 15th pick, boy, trade that shit for Justin Jefferson, and I'm good. I don't disagree. <laughs> like, that's, that's the thing. About. <laughs> I want proven vets. Like I don't want to spend my fit my 15th overall pick on anything unless it's a receiver. Like I don't. I that's to me. That's all I'm spending that thing on. You're telling so. Like, so you're telling I'm me. Gra- what you've I'm watched that corner in the last two years, you're telling me you wouldn't be okay with the cornerback being 15? Oh, hell no. We got corners, right? We we believe in the young guys we got. Unless it's a lockdown corner like Pat Sertan or something like that, I'm not touching a corner. I, I, I'd, I'd take Kool-Aid. To me, to me, it's as much as I love Kool-Aid McKinstry, as much as I love that guy. Like, from Alabama, that's my dude. Like, that's the dude. As much as I love that guy. Like, realistically – Unless it's, you know, Sertan Jr. or you're moving to go get a legit lockdown corner who's on the trade block, it's got to be a weapon for AR. It has to be. It's a receiver I can, or bust. I can sit with that. I can sit with that. Yeah. I, because I, I any, if, you want, if you want to edge, go get a vet. Go get someone proven like a Chase Young, a Brian Burns. If you – you whatever. You want another a legit veteran in the, in the receiver room, go get an older guy. But that 15th pick, in my opinion, it's receiver or you trade down for a whole bunch of other picks. We don't want no Brock Bowers like the media wants to think we do. We don't want anything like that. It's receiver, a neighbor's, you sell the farm for Harrison Jr. I don't care what it is. You do what you got to do. But it's receiver or nobody, in my opinion. I'll rebut just hey, uh, a little bit because to me, I, I I prioritize receiver there as well. But I'm not receiver or bust. I'm giving me an explosive player or bust. Like, and I, I think Brock Bowers, even though he's not my number one guy at that spot, if Malik Neighbors is gone, if Romo Dunes is gone, if all these guys that we've targeted are gone, and we're just sitting at 15, and the only other option, the option is to take Brock Bowers or trade back and get whoever the fuck. I'm going to take Brock Bowers because he's an explosive player, and none of our Titans approve anything. That's not the debate. Though. I'm just to me, it's explosive player. I want explosiveness and I want talent because those are the things that we kind of lack. And if you can get that at 15, you take it. You go best player available, even <clears> if it is not your priority position. All right, real quick here. Uh, Isaiah, you say you had a question and then you just put a bunch of people's names, so I don't know where you're going with this. Now we um, have questions. Nathan is saying, is, uh, say you lose Pittman in free agency, where do you go? I, I say you either – you either. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I'm going to let Damon go here real quick because he's been real quiet, but I just want to answer it real quick because I think this is crazy. You either fire Ballard or you get Marvin Harrison Jr. One to make a long story that, short, that, you that, don't that, let um, Pittman go. <laughs> yeah. 
You yeah, don't let Pittman go. You don't. You don't let Pittman go. That's the answer to this. But if you mm-hmm. don't, Chris Ballard, you have two options. You get either do whatever and you absolutely Please. can to get a star receiver, not a Michael Gallup borderline breakout star. You sell the farm to get a star receiver. If not, why it would you? Even, why would it you? ain't even. It ain't even star receiver to me, bro. It's Marvin Harrison Jr. or Jets. If you don't get either of them two, and you let Mark and you let Pittman walk, you out of it, bro. Like, I, 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 I can't do it. I can't do it. Yeah. Isaiah, <laughs> AJ Isaiah, Brown. it, it, I, yes, AJ Brown, Isaiah. It depends strictly. It, the situation it, it depends on what's what's our um, what are we giving up? I mean, what are we giving up at that point? Does uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. slip out of the top five? Because if he slips out of the top five, it's not going to be us against. It's going to be us against like fifteen other teams. Trying yeah, to trade up more to than get that. More than that. So, so, so I personally, with that, with that question for uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. is, I personally don't think you can justify trading all the way up to five, especially if Malik Neighbors is still on the board. So, if you can get to that eight to ten range to give up less for Malik Neighbors, because I don't really feel like there's this huge gap between them. I think that. If you trade down for Marvin Harrison Jr., the dude has like it, it can't even be just like a sure foul, a for a surefire Hall of Famer. Like this has to be a hundred yards and a touchdown every game. If you do that, let because me ask that's you. Just, that's just how much you're going to give up. Why picks. compromise when you can have your cake and eat it too? With who? I would Marvin Harrison Jr. If I'm if I'm trading up at all, I'm going to get like. The six pick, that's that's my mentality. I'm not moving up to eight. Like if Marvin Harrison is out of the top five, if you're not trading for the six pick, what are we doing? Because if we're a piece away, if we're two pieces away, like like we feel we are, we're a couple pieces away, both offensively and defensively. If you ain't not. trying for championships, what are we doing? I mean, so we're not, not a trying. couple pieces away. We're not a if couple we're not trying away. to get. If we're not trying to get the best we can possibly get for AR, which is I'm being hyper aggressive and moving up to get arguably the best receiver prospect to come out since Randy Moss Jr. Since Randy Moss, why are we like? But okay, so if 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 that's your answer to it, the question is, what are you giving up to move from bro? Everybody but AR and JT. No, that's that, that, then you're, that, then you're not, not then you're, you're, then you're, yeah, you're counterproductive. We you say you get one or two pieces, but then you give up multiple pieces to get that yeah. one piece. That that's Homie, yeah. it's gonna take so much to give up, but yeah, you're right. So like, he's go, gonna be, go. he's gonna and see. He's, he's, rather, he's never he's never been a realistic I, prospect for us. I would, I would rather I would rather I would rather I would rather go to to eight to ten and do a pick swap at fifteen. Give up our uh, that first. Give up uh, two second round picks. So we probably have to give up twenty three uh, or twenty four and twenty five second round picks, right. and then a late round pick in uh, in one of those years as well to move up. Because if you move up to five or six, you're giving up like enough for a quarterback. Like yeah. you're giving up two, three first I mean, round picks. I get. That. I don't think that's worth it when you can get a guy who I think me personally. I just think as is as, as capable as Marvin Harrison Jr. is. Then I would just, I just stay at fifteen. Like if you're not I, for I, me, if you're not going to swing big, then just stay at fifteen. I one hundred percent, and y'all probably won't like this, but 
I don't see any reason to trade up. I don't think we're in any yeah. swinging distance for Marvin Harrison Jr. And Malik Neighbors might slide down to us, even if he doesn't. I'm content to sit at 15, go best player available. I know that's not the popular answer. I know it's not the fun answer. But I don't want to give up those second and third round picks that's going to take to move into that top 10 because we have more needs than just that. So I want it every round. <laughs> I'm okay with doing the classic Ballard. And if none of those guys are there at 15, trade back and get more assets. If Neighbors is gone, if Odunz is gone, if Bowers is gone, if, if MHJ is gone, we could trade back three or four spots. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go hashtag fire Ballard. I know a lot of people will, but I'm not so sold on one guy being able to just elevate us to a championship team. I think no, we have true. the formula and I'm not, I I'm don't not selling the farm for anyone. Harrison alone, but he's that good of a prospect that if the Colts are serious about entertaining it, we really need to understand that I truly believe if the Colts were serious about moving up from 15 to, to let's say six, if Marvin Harrison is there, it's going to take, I truly believe, multiple picks and multiple players. That's realistic. That is, realistic. in my opinion, that's realistic. So if you, make a, if you make a move like that, you a thousand percent believe that this guy is the missing piece of the offense that can take it to the next level. Do I think Ballard I, will do that? Hell so, no. So Zach, so Zach, I believe he could be the the one thousand percent person that can change the offense. Oh, but I, I believe too. that. I, but I be also believe he negatively, uh, negatively one thousand percent would be counterproductive for the defense. No, absolutely. So I, I, I mean, if I you're going to score fifty points, what's the problem? What's the point if you give up fifty? It gets us nowhere. Well, I mean, you get a bunch of ties, correct? But <laughs> and with that, with yeah. that logic, with that logic, and I'm not one. To me, if you're not taking a receiver at 15 or moving up to 12 or whatever it is, because I believe Harrison goes three to Arizona, like uh, that's where he's gone. I think he's top five, yeah. Like he's, yeah, he's top five. But anything beyond that, I fully expect Ballard to trade back because there'll, there'll be a run on receivers. We might get lucky and get like Roma Wujier from Washington. But beyond that, I fully expect this first round pick. You know, completely, completely traded back. I, Damon, I, you still I, here? Huh? I was asking uh, Damon if he was still here. I didn't know if he wanted to chime in and, and jump in here a little bit. Um, where are you at with Brock Bowers? If we're uh, Brock Bowers, because this has been a, a pretty big conversation for us. You guys obviously know the conversation I had with James on on Twitter and whatnot. And most of the fans um, would be pretty ex uh, excited about, I guess. Um, where are you at, Damon? If if we're at pick fifteen, and Brock Bowers is on, or, or we're on the clock at fifteen, and Brock Bowers is the pick, where do you feel like that should go? Do you think Brock Bowers is is that pick, or would you go elsewhere? Uh, it depends what's on the board. If we, if we if we take him, am I going to be mad? If there's better things on the board that's a fit for our team, yes. But if right, not, so, if but if not, I'm not going to be mad. Let, let's uh, say Harrison right, are gone. Yeah, I was just about to say, let's say Rome Odunze is there. Let's say uh, Kool-Aid McKinstry, no, Terry no. on Arnold. I'm not, take, I'm not taking Brock go, Bowers. Uh, Jared Verse and, um, and uh, Dallas Turner are there available. Unless Steichen's going to call an offense that schemes a tight end open and makes him a feature of our offense, then no. And turns him into Kelsey, there's no sense. There's no sense in it at all. Yeah. If he does that, then yes, because then he's added another layer to our offense, and we have a three-way, we have a, we have a, a two-way rushing attack, and formidable options at receiver. But I mean, who's going to? I mean, is is Downs going to be your true number two? 
you know what I mean? Which I, I, I'd be open to trying out, but I, I think we've seen now, and this is not a piece because well, I'm sure we're going to say Pierce gets a lot of flack and catches a lot of strays, and this is not meant in that way. But are we going to put another star receiver next to Michael Pittman Jr.? I mean, that's just, that's just what it comes down to. So that's where I'm at with it. I totally agree with you. Anybody else had any uh, comments on that? Yeah, I, I just, I just like I told you guys, uh, tight end just don't get me excited. Personally. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, go ahead, go ahead, Trev. I've I've seen a lot, and I, I don't want to completely deep dive on the draft today. Obviously, there's a lot to talk. No. But uh, fucking, <laughs> I feel like Colts Nation is very split on Brock Bowers. Like some people think he's you know the savior of the franchise, and everyone else is like, dude, like who gives a shit? It's a tight end. But they're acting like he's not a generational prospect, which for that position he is. Like this guy could be one of those Kelsey's, those kills, like a guy that elevates that position. So yeah, if, if Bowers is there at 15 and neighbors and Harrison and verse and guys like that aren't, I'm going to take it and I'm not going to feel bad about it. And I'm going to share the the post that says we took Bowers and I would be happy about it. And I'm going to come on here and talk my shit. Cause I think he's that guy, but no, he's not my number one priority, but yeah, I think both sides of the argument are a little too polarized there. He'd be a great totally, pick if we get him at 15. Totally agree. Trev. I don't think we need another tight end. I don't think we do. I said this no, the other day. I, think, I don't think – no, I'm sorry, but I, I understand. I said go best player available. But here's the thing. We've got 12 of them motherfuckers on our roster. Um, the only one we've all agreed that should go is Mo Alley-Cox. Uh, none of us are really sold that Granson, Ogletree, or Jelani are busts, in my Uh-oh. opinion. I think all three of them are a great damn tight end trio if they all can stay healthy. I think Granson is a good threat. I think Ogletree has proven he's a threat, and Jelani has definitely proven he's a cheat code if he won't if he's in if he's healthy. So I do don't I forget. think we should? Don't forget about Will Mallory now. He's nice. Yeah. So don't, my guy. I, don't, I truly, no I truly, I truly, I think, I think when I say best player available, I think I'm keeping tight end out of that conversation. Yeah. The Will Mal- that's what Will Mallory catches so, the football. <laughs> I, am, I am. I don't care. I don't care who the tight end is. He has I to think slow down for every guard in issue pass. I think Let there's me, more uh, in other areas and tight end is not one of them i I think you're right too go ahead trev yeah my my rebuttal is that for all the guys we have i don't think any of them are like a franchise tight end player who you expect to be on the team for the next eight to ten years i think i think 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 jelani Jelani, Jelani, i think jelani woods needs to stay on the field before i commit to that anymore because i've been been speaking fast so 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 wait 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 wait. so so I, i totally think you're fair about him needing to be on the field but this could easily be the mix that we had uh, before with um, with uh, Kobe Fleener and mm-hmm. um, Dwayne Allen. I got that. Dwayne yeah, Allen. Dwayne Allen. Yeah. Exactly. So I think that's easily the mix that we could have. It's just like like just think about it. So the only the only positive I could really see for us to to I don't want to say force because I'm I'm not against Brock Bowers. I, I think the guy could literally be great, the next yeah. guy. But like yeah. I. Said, Guys, I looked up the top 10 tight ends over the last 15 years. Only one of them is with the same team, and only uh was it Who? three of them, right? Zach, or two of them Who? have actually Who? been guys who've done anything so in the league. I, who've done anything as first round picks. So it's not like I'll be totally upset about the pick, but it's like the only real positive is we would know is we wouldn't have 12 tight ends on our roster for trading yeah. camp anymore. Yeah, that's, that's the only add. real positive. That's, 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 that's the only real positive I see from taking a tight end. It just, the tight end, the tight end well, position too. It's just becoming it's becoming more of an athletic position. So it's going to become a position like running back, 
where you're going to have a bunch of guys that are 6'4", 220, 6'6", 240, who can flat out run, catch the ball, and block. Why do I, I, I just think it's hot. And look at the baller tight ends in the league today. Kittle, seventh round pick. Kelsey, third round, third round pick. I, I mean, the list goes on. You know what I mean? So I just, I mean, to just kind of get past this point, I, I, it, it's just remedial at this point. You know what I mean? So yeah, I, I'm just playing devil's advocate here. Malik Neighbors is my dream pick at 15, but I'm just <laughs> saying I'm okay with Bowers, right? I, I'm I do you, think. Trev, the more I watch that, the more I watch Malik Neighbors on film, bro. It 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 is that is that is different for me. I I just like there aren't too many players you see like you guys can watch somebody run right and you like holy shit they're fast. It's different when you see a player change gears from just fast to damn he's fast to oh shit what the hell is that like. That's and that's Derrick Rose type, yeah. just just ability to change. It, it's we'll, just man. One of the special things about neighbors, and, and I know we need to move off the draft talk. Sorry, but what, one of the special things about neighbors too is like his ability to in these contested catches. It's like he can just laterally move his body. Like he's so quick, he can just move where he needs to be. Like unlike most receivers I've ever seen, he, he is that elite tier. Which is why I'm not so worried about Marvin, Marvin Harrison because I think Neighbors is every bit as good as him. But anyways, I, I'll leave it there. Um, a couple of people are telling us they love the show. Uh, Joshua Mercer was saying he'd prefer cornerbacks or safeties over uh, a receiver, but that's just him. Appreciate you tuning in every week. I think most of us all agree here. That's it's probably a consensus that we should probably favor heavily towards the defense, whether we choose that through free agency or the draft to uh, improve totally. Um, Lou was saying here, uh, hey guys, have have you heard anything on uh, else on Jamerse? Great show, appreciate you tuning in. Last we heard, he's still suffering from some of the respiratory illnesses and stuff. There's a bunch of rumors, I don't really want to personally get into nope. those. Because I'm not gonna speak on those stuff to, from TMZ, stuff from the team. Don't know what's real, don't know what's not, so I'll just leave that just to them to, the to break that out. Um, but yeah, so. Um, enough of the draft talk and stuff. You know, we obviously we, we lost to the Houston Texans. The Houston Texans have went up winning the uh division due to the Jacksonville Jaguars just completely falling off a cliff. Um, and uh like I like I said, I think I've said this like four times now, but I, I was not upset with, with where we come um and what we can can do, and we see the trajectory as of this team. Chris Ballard also also said in his press conference that he was upset, but he sees that you know, we have a bright future. Um, I think that's something also that we look forward to because we also know Chris Ballard to be pretty stingy with the money and knowing that we have the chance to f- spend some in free agency here without having to question who our quarterback is going to be. So, Matt, with that being said, where are you at with where you feel like our future is really headed as long as, you know, AR, hopefully no more unfortunate injuries and – with Ballard's words being different this year versus we don't really like our guys versus we don't have to spend on a quarterback. Right. Where are you at with that? I'll say what my wife says all the time. Uh, actions speak louder than words. So in my opinion, sitting here right at the end, yeah, sure. I like where we're going when it comes to roster wise. Um, but I've told you guys before, I think this season we uh, overachieved drastically because I think there are plenty of guys on this roster, probably a plethora, if I should say, of guys that I would replace in a heartbeat if I had the chance to. Um, but that's if I had, like, unlimited cap space. I'm replacing 
half the defense and half the offense. You might you mind naming like three? Just just to just three people? Three players that overachieved. Players that overachieved this year. Oh no, no, ones that that ones that you would be willing to replace if you had it. Just like three guys. Quiddy Pay uh is one. Mo Alley Cox is two. Um and I'm gonna go Zach Moss. I think Zach Moss was a massive overachiever this year. I think we all were hyped about it because he was used yeah. early on, but I think that was mainly because no one expected Zach Moss to be used early on the way he was used. And I also, you know, he, he kind of benefit, benefited from having AR. So, in my opinion, I think Zach Moss is replaceable. I agree. I, th- I think it was dope, the production we got from him. But Oh, uh, yeah, I'm, for sure. Yeah, and I, I always be thankful for that. I mean – Great player and everything, uh, but yeah, I'm not. I'm not necessarily paying two running backs. I, I'll, I'll rock with whoever else we got back there. Evan Hall, you know. I I, I like Evan Hall. I like Evan Hall. We didn't yeah, see much of him. Yeah, but we didn't see much of him, but I definitely like we him. got. He looked pretty good. Yeah, but I just think I think it's one of those things where if Ballard's going to say something like that, now he has to make the moves because now we all expect it. Like. Right. You've got Colts fans every year. The same Colts fans are like, guys, don't expect a lot. And then you got the same Colts fans every year that are like, come on, Bowers, you need to go spend. You need to go spend. Open the checkbook. And you got me who's here. You know, I'm one of those guys that's like, we're not going to spend anything. Like, I'm not even going to get excited about free agency. I just want to see where other players go. And I'll just wait for Madden to come out so I can play with them on their new rosters. <laughs> <laughs> that's so true. like, hey, motherfucker, you didn't spend the money where I wanted you to spend it, so I'm going to do it myself. Yeah. <laughs> right. right. I, I do think – I do think those are interesting comments from Ballard because this is the first time in freaking years that we haven't gone into the next season going, who the hell's going to throw the ball? Like, we have our quarterback, and he's on a rookie deal. So we all that money can go to positions of need. So if there was ever an offseason to really step up to the batter's plate and try to bring in some free agents, it's this year, it's next year, it's, it's while AR's on that rookie contract, in my opinion. I also uh, think at this point that we don't have any other quarterback on our checkbook outside of the backups. Yeah. I don't think Matt Ryan hits our cap our cap space this year. I think this was the oh, only gosh, season he was right. going to be on it. Yeah. This last season was the only season we were paying him too. So next season, it's literally AR and backups. And everybody who's like, Perfect. let's bring Gardner back. I really don't want Gardner back. No offense, Gardner. It's $72 million of spending cap space on improving this team so we can do the AFC version of last year's Philadelphia Eagles and be loaded everywhere and still be drafting quality pieces everywhere. So I think anything I think that less, a pipe dream like crazy. Anything <laughs> less is unacceptable. And Ballard needs to crack open the checkbook and be like, how much you want? AJ Brown, you come to Indy? All right, hey, here's a third round pick. Here's a third round pick, Philadelphia. Like, the first two, I mean, the first two moves I'm making is I'm re-signing MPJ and Grover. Yep, that's it. Yeah. I'm keeping those two guys. Anything else after that, I'm spending on whoever I can bring in. That's going to be elite. That's just me. I agree. Yeah, we need to go spend, but at the same time, it's like going to bring back Minshew. Who are you getting as a backup? I'm just not me personally. Me personally, I'm not me personally. I'm not getting Minshew. Oh, I'm getting a, I'm getting a quarterback that's Huntley. very similar. I want a quarterback that's very similar to AR. I did. Uh, I dig that. I dig that. Tyler Huntley from Baltimore. Tyler Huntley. Yep, I want. Tyler I dig Huntley. that. Uh, 
Yeah, I, I agree to Mark. I, mean, I, I see Huntley. Uh, I know we talked before about like drafting a guy like KJ Jefferson in a late yeah. round or an undrafted free okay agent. That. Yeah, undrafted free like agent that 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 plays similar to him. He's not going to be as good, but we yeah. can continue to keep that whole RPO system to where the quarterback is still a running threat, in my opinion. Yep, I, I I'd be fine with whoever. I, I don't I don't want to worry too much about backup. I mean, I think AR's play style obviously he can get banged up, so you want to have a decent backup just in case. But yeah, oh, I, Dave, I you're, with that. Dave, you're right. You're right. I, I agree. Kenny, Kenny too. My bad. Forgot about Kenny. Yeah, I want Kenny back. Yeah, I think I think uh, Kenny proved that he's a, he's a he's a motherfucking guy. And Julian Blackman. <laughs> Julian Blackman's on a contract here too, isn't he? I feel so bad for for like Blackman in our safety position because it seems like every time we draft one, we draft a stud that just can't stay healthy. Like Malik you Hooker. look back that you yeah you look back at the last few and it's just like geez dude Bro, we just we just I, have there to replace you guys out. and you it's guys love years. I love Malik whoa, Hooker too. Whoa, what? There's no real studs coming out. And then um, Caleb Downs comes out in two years. Colts can sell the farm and go get that guy. One of them safeties from Florida State, I'm pretty sure, is coming out this year. And he's a uh, one of them is a baller. I can't I can't remember for sure. I'm pretty sure. One hey guys, guys, so fun fun fact. I, I'm just over here looking at our Spotify analytics, and we've got some viewers up in New Zealand, bro. Nice. Good. Oh, I think okay. that might be no, no, that's not Dave. Dave is Australia. Australia. Yeah, no, yeah. we've got three, we've got three viewers in New Zealand. That's awesome, man. Hey, thank you guys for tuning hey, in. Hey, appreciate y'all. We hey, we worldwide kicking with the crew. <laughs> hey, we, we international. We international, yeah, baby. Yeah. It's, it's funny, like just between the five of us, we're all over the country, but then we have listeners and viewers from all over the world, man. If you if you guys tune in from various other countries, bro, let us know. That's let that's us so know where you're cool. checking in from. Let us know. Yeah. yeah, we love it, man. That's so cool. Hey, and like I said, we, we do got merch now, so please support us. Yeah. It's right there at the bottom, www.ztvonline.com. Uh, check mug. out the merch on there. We got Kicking with the Crew. got some uh, some mugs, some sweatshirts. I think there's going to be some different stuff on there and then all of yep. our platforms. So, yeah, appreciate just all you guys. Keep, um, hey, also, ahead, I was going to say keep an eye on it because there's going to be some updates coming there this week, guys. So if y'all don't see something y'all like now, give it a week or so, and some more stuff's going to be coming through y'all's way. Yes, because here's the thing. We did uh, change our logo on them as they were doing the merch. So they had our old <laughs> logo nice. put on there. They're working on some things, too, that it's going to put some hoodies with our logo on the front that are that's big. You know, ZTV will be on there somewhere. Um, but this is the new logo, just so everybody sees it. This is the new one. I was bored awesome. at work and just kind of started messing around with stuff, and then everybody actually liked it, so we just went with it. So Love it, dude. This will be hey. on our merch. So www.ztvonline.com. If you go to the three tab, the three dot line things at the top screen, uh, go down to merch. You can click merch. Um, If you ever, I love that logo. I personally love that logo. I need that one. I need that one shiny on a sweater. I need that one. Hey, just while we're on the subject, man, uh, ZTV does a lot of cool stuff. They have a a Pacers podcast, which I love as a big Pacers fan. Uh, They have Cincinnati Bengals stuff. I know, I know. They got Bengals, uh, Sports with Strawberry Ice. We had him on before. Uh, great great guy. Great dude. So, yeah, man, if, if you guys like what we do, tune into the other stuff that ZTV Online does. They're great all across the board, man. Yeah, and if you and- see the, the website down here, www.ztvonline.com, if you do backslash uh, kicking with the crew, it'll take you directly to our website. 
on that website, you'll see information about us. You'll see information about every episode. Every episode will be uploaded on Spotify. And just so you guys are aware, on Fridays, uh, we are aired on ZTV online. Um, it would be the last week's episode. So this episode tonight will be aired on ZTVonline.com next Friday night. Yes, sir. Before they do a big giveaway. So make sure you pay attention to their giveaways because they do they do giveaways every Friday. Uh, sometimes some tickets and things like that. Um, yeah, and their Cincinnati show does they, – they get a lot of NFL players. So make sure you guys watch all their stuff. Man. ZTV is pretty cool. And for sure, for sure. if y'all have any connects to any Colts players, staff, get them on here. Hey, let us Jake, know. Good word hey, we, we, we had Jake Witt on here. Next year, we got to get at least two or three players on here. I'm, I'm, I'm doing what I can. Uh, I finally, hey, I finally got EJ Speed to respond to me. So I'm going to see if I can get him on again. Hey, so yeah, right, don't, don't, don't make him block us. All right. I don't want to be like, <laughs> all right. I ain't trying to get blocked by players. Nah, nah. You know, we come from the same, we came from, come from the same trenches. So he, I'm surprised. He get down, how I get down. So I'm surprised. Jack. Appearance on the trenches? I'm surprised Shaq didn't nah. do it. Uh, Shaq hasn't blocked us yet. <laughs> I don't know how many I mean, times I went at Shaq on here. So yeah, spe- speaking of EJ, but, um, though, I'm, I'm interested to get y'all's opinion because I was just kind of thinking over like my surprise MVPs for this year. And on the defensive side of the ball, I did not expect EJ Speed to be as sharp as he was for us this year. So I'm wondering uh, around the table here, who was like a big surprise for y'all this year that just showed up and balled out for us? Jalen Jones. <laughs> Bro, Shout out to off the beach. I ain't even gonna lie to you, Trev. That's a bad question for me, bro. Why you got too many or not enough? I not enough. I don't. I'm I'm, 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 gonna, I'm gonna keep it straight 100 with you. I'm usually pretty biased towards some of my guys who really I felt like was there. I mean, I mean, outside of Ebukum, who like you know, we kind of knew a little bit about him. Yeah, he came in and played the way he played. Um, and then obviously our secondary just kind of injuries and everything. Like Will Fries. I'll answer. Oh, he, well, he said, well, he said, well, he said defensively because yeah, mine was defensively, that, but just anybody yeah, that's surprised. The, I'll, two, I'll this, the, the two that I could really give cookies to Julian Blackman and Kenny Moore, them, them would be my two that I would have to say did something that I wasn't expecting. Okay. Them. How about For you, me, Or, yeah, whoever. I'm going Grover and MPJ. And the only reason I'm going that is because I told y'all before the season I wasn't sold on Michael Pittman Jr. being a number one wide receiver. And all he did was solidify that this year to me. So, And, yes, it surprised me, especially with Gardner Minshew throwing the ball. Grover Stewart, you all knew I wanted to keep him. I said it before the season that I wanted to re-sign Grover Stewart. But I didn't know how much of an impact that that man actually had until this season when we missed him for six weeks. And the numbers don't lie. The numbers don't lie. Like, the, and, the, and, and the thing is, is I think any season prior, it wouldn't have been as drastic of a difference with him on and off the field. Yeah. But this year, it definitely showed that that man is a dog. Yeah, for sure. How about you, Damon? Uh, Bernard Raymond on offense. Yeah, We saw a flash to that last year, and our biggest complaints when we were wrapping up last season was the penalties, the holdings, the false starts. Guys, I think I maybe saw one penalty this year. And the, probably the reason why I stuck out is because naturally it was on a third down or a, a long yardage uh, situation. He played at a top 10 left tackle like level this season from PFF yeah. and other people rating it. So that guy has stepped up and played well. Defensively, I'm with Zach. Jalen Jones, 
I'm not sold on Jul- I'm not I'm not sold on Brent's a bit. And if y'all want to get mad at me, whatever. But whenever Jones took a, a whipping, he wore it. And he responded to it. And he I responded think to yeah. it. When he took, we, we when he saw, took, go ahead. I mean, you saw Brent's faking injury. And I'm not trying to sit here and say that and, and, and cause any controversy, but he gave I up. He gave up. He yeah. gave up. He flat out gave up. How many times do you see Jones get beat deep or beat? And he got right back up and did something about it. Ah, that's, just, that's just where I'm yeah. going to sit with that. I mean, Baker, I, Darrell Baker, I, too, as the season went on, that man got torched early. Up. And then up. he cleaned up as the season went on. Dallas Flowers, another player that we probably would be speaking a lot yeah, different that, about. Uh, uh, Darrell Baker is the definition of Fafo. What's that mean? <laughs> Fuck around, around and find, find out. out. <laughs> 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 that, that, that boy, uh, you started the season. It's like you found out real quick. And as it went yeah. on, you got all who's that, finally who's that, that? Hey, who's that ah. other dude? Um, God, what was his name? Stewart. Stewart, the dude that put oh, oh man, Grant, Stewart. Stewart. Grant Stewart, Grant Stewart, but Grant that man, Stewart. 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 Oh, Stewart. He yeah, played. Yeah. He played. He played with his hair on fire. Boy, that big, dude, big that time dude. special teams guy. God, who was that old man that me and Damon liked? Oh, Andy Sandejo. Sandejo. That's what that <laughs> man was. He's a god. Sandejo. That's what's we, up. We, as long as I'm not a I know. Here comes DeMarco. Here goes DeMarco. That guy's a bomb. Don't ask Sandejo to cover anybody, but he can hit you downhill. Boy, that man coming. You tell you tell Sendero to do a zero blitz at CJ Stroud. Yeah. He's out for a couple games, yeah. and so is Sendero. I'm, I'm fine. If, I'm fine if we haven't played a defensive end. Then what, what, yeah, that's I, always good. Just don't hit somebody. Don't cover nobody. Don't drop him When you saw you not, you your step somebody. should never be backwards. Your step should never be backwards. Ever. Just go hit the quarterback every play. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Hey, dude. But not nah, just go find the ball and get to it. No, I don't so care. Nah, it's, the water it's, point, a, it's, it's, it's a great question, <laughs> Trev. But my thing was is I just I just didn't really feel like anybody played above their standard outside of like our model of consistency. And DeForest Buckner. DeForest Buckner is a staple. Like it's not really, I don't want to say it's a shade toward him or anything, but I just know from him, I'm going to get absolutely consistency yep. until it's not there. And he just yeah, does that year standard. in and year out. Um, and then we got Grover. I think we, we all had a good respect for Grover. So that's why I didn't really have him there. And then obviously you could see the six games that we missed him versus yeah. when we didn't not like being did. a bottom tier run team versus being a top tier run team run defensive team when he's on the field. So that wasn't there for me. And then Zaire Franklin, I think Zaire Franklin just brings me back to that true tier linebacker. And uh, same thing with EJ. I thought he was pretty good, but I, I didn't like both of them in coverage. So I didn't necessarily like them there, but I still like their play at linebacker specifically. And then also we were a little spoiled with Shaq Leonard over the, before he became Shaq. I got a question. He had all the turnovers. Um, and then the DBs, the two that stood out to me were Blackman and uh, and, and uh, Kenny Moore. Those were the two for me. But, uh, yeah, go ahead, Zach, with your question. You think uh, Zaire might be overhyped just because it's all a bunch of tackles and he's a flat-out uh, liability in coverage? But, but, yeah, but that's his position. I mean, his position is not yeah. supposed to be the expectation of being a coverage linebacker. Exactly. I disagree 100% with that. Um, and the only reason I do is because we don't play – a defense where we have linebackers who are meant to just be run stoppers. That's not our defense. Our base defense is built for coverage. 
Yeah, I, right. He's I'll, I'll say, absolute liability in coverage. Wait, 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 wait. That's why we get torched in the middle of the field, which wait, doesn't wait. work for us. So, what, hold yeah, on, hold on. I'm, I'm, I'm confused. So when you say you disagree with it, you're saying you disagree because you feel he needs to be better in coverage, right? So, so, so. I'm, all right, this is weird because I disagree with Zach. I don't. Think I just he's asked a question. Yeah, I don't yeah, think no, he's no, overhyped. I, I just no. asked a question because I, so I saw I, someone say a comment that Zaire only gets hyped because he leads the league in tackles every oh. year and he's oh, absolutely yeah. overrated in coverage or so I he's disagree. absolutely terrible in coverage. So I don't think mm. he's overhyped because where he misses in coverage, he makes up in tackles. But I disagreed with when Damon said that his position's not meant for coverage and that's not true anymore because that was traditionally a standard Mike position was a run-stopping position. We don't have a standard Mike position. We have a Will and a Sam, and that's that's basically about it. The other typical linebacker is a corner in our base nickel, which is Kenny Moore. So truly, our linebackers should both be expected to cover in our base system. That's Zaire is not, not a coverage linebacker. That's no, what exactly. That's that's the point. No, that's the point I was trying to get in to. The box yeah. no, I agree with that. Yeah. I, yeah. I think I agree a little bit only because I see a lot of Colts fans that were like very upset. He wasn't named as a pro bowl or all pro and stuff, but he should have like, been. He, he should have been because, the, because his position was based off of tackles and his impact and his impact was there, which was more impactful than the majority of the linebackers that were brought into the pro bowl. Yeah, but I, I'm I'm saying but, like the fans that are, that are putting him up there with guys like fucking Fred Warner, uh, uh, dude mm-hmm. on the Ravens. What's his name? Uh, Raquan Swift. Like I I don't think he's, he's not that, that tier of linebacker, right? No, not so at all. so I think I think our fan bias a, a little bit overhypes him, but I mean obviously the dude's a stud. But we fan. also got to think we also got to think of things like this, right? So Zaire's gets a lot of tackles, but that's mainly because what is everyone else doing on our defense? Right, covering. And covering he, or not covering, lack of right. coverage, whatever and, you want to call it. And his but job he, is literally to come finish on run yeah, game. Yeah. Like literally, he he sweeps up the mess in the run game. Like yeah, he, he's excellent. At plays their gaps. Yeah. And, and yeah, I'm I, just I was curious because no, it's a good question because yeah, I I caught the same thing because like like everybody's saying he was he was you know snubbed from a Pro Bowl. I mean, Pro Bowl is a voted system by fans anyway. Yeah. It's like, if I didn't, I don't vote. <laughs> if there was maybe, an maybe opportunity, we did, he would have made it. It's flag football. What's a linebacker yeah. needed for? Yeah, who cares? If there's an opportunity for the Colts to improve and move on from Zaire, so let's say my guy, Shogun or Segu Alubi, I mean, stud, let's say he takes off, like, and he's not a total bum in coverage. Do the Colts move on from Zaire? Yes. Like, if there's yeah. an opportunity, there's on, an opportunity to get better, we have proof of that. We've done yeah, it almost every two years. We've done it since Ballard's been here. Almost literally every two years, we've Walker, Okereke, yep, Walker, Okereke, and then yeah. Shaq got replaced by EJ Speed. Literally three linebackers in the last six years have been replaced and, by their predecessors. I mean, and Shaq should have been the most like unreplaceable yeah. name out there, but it, ba- Ballard and Steichen and th- this whole staff has shown like the results matter. If you're not getting the results, yeah. Ballard Ballard has we'll, proven we'll he's proven that he can find linebackers, and he has proven that he's not going to pay linebackers a buttload of money unless they're a Shaq esque. And then even he's still yeah, because he's got three women in the wing that are coming yeah. for your job. Like literally, 
Yeah, so, so yeah, to answer your question, yeah, I, I think if Olavi is that dude, yeah, I think we have zero problem moving on from Zaire. Uh, I was just curious because I agree. I don't think the Colts show any loyalty to anybody and it's all nope. performance based as it should be. Like, I feel like that's how you run a good business, that's how you run a good roster. It's yeah. what ha- the NFL is a what have you done for me lately league. So I was just curious on what your thoughts were about Zaire getting snubbed. And it was an argument fair that what he makes up for in tackle, he's absolutely Swiss cheese in coverage. So I think he right. got I think he got snubbed from second team all pro. I don't think he got snubbed from all first team all pro. I don't think he got snubbed from the Pro Bowl because Pro Bowl, we're not gonna we didn't get any Pro Bowl votes this year. And that the it's because we're we're Colts. Nobody well, remember, thought of yeah. us. Remember, we had a 500 team two years ago, and we had the most Pro Bowlers in the league. Yeah, don't seven. forget that. We had That's seven. A fun story though. Yeah, we, we like came back from nothing, so everyone was but, watching. But like the Pro Bowl, I really don't care if we have eight players, ten players in the Pro Bowl because ultimately, I want to make the Super Bowl. So I really yeah. don't care who. I, I hope they don't make it. Yeah. My goal isn't Pro Bowl. So fans who get upset about that, I'm sorry. That's ridiculous. Um, the only but, guy yeah, who I, do I think thought... he should, I do think he should have been second team All Pro, and, yeah, you know, and that's where I think, I think he was definitely second team All Pro at his position. The only guy but who I think his got position. screwed over at his position for All Pro was Kenny Moore. Beyond that, why? Well, yeah, All the rest of why? Bro, he, he has one game, ring. but it's not he a nickel a corner. But it's not a nickel corner position. It's a corner position. So to me, he didn't get snubbed. I'm they, sorry. To me, they should they should differentiate though. Because they should the, differentiate the because because but then you got to look at it like this. You got to differentiate um, linebackers too because that's yeah. why Zaire Franklin got snubbed because yeah. ultimately you're looking at the three different positions of linebacker. Then you're looking at different you know schemes and different you know three four versus four three right. nickel versus you know dime well, things yeah, like that. And but they don't look at all that. They just look at what position linebacker as a whole. Corner as a whole, right? You as a whole. yeah. And it's, to me, corner as a whole, Kenny Moore did not get snubbed. Kenny Moore is the best nickel corner in the league, sure, but I can name at he, least five, six corners that top him. Well, yeah, oh, you're big name corners or Jalen yeah. Ramsey's or Jair Alexander's, you know, oh, those guys, yeah, yeah. of course. I, I expect them to be there, but I'm talking specifically nickel, like you said, bro. Kenny He's Moore should have been all pro this year, he should have. Should be, yeah, without a doubt. He's going to get paid. I don't know if Andy's going to pay him. I don't know if they will or won't. But he's going to get paid, and he should be paid because what he did on the field this year says, I'm the best at my position. You need to pay me as such. It's it's kind of the same situation with, like, how the old guy from uh, San Francisco, uh, Juszczyk, gets in every year as the fullback. But there's, like – Four real fullbacks Two in the, in the league. league. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like him and like Pat Ricard. And that's that's and kind how of many are utilized. So, yeah. So they they just they just stack these all pros every year. But like most teams don't run a, a committed fullback. So yeah, it's 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 just kind of I guess he gets fucked over there a little bit. But yeah, yeah. I mean Kenny Moore's a stud. Obviously, we all know it. That's like the same thing as like you got to look at um, wide receivers and slot receivers. Right, slot receivers yeah. aren't graded just against slot receivers. They're graded against wide receivers, which is a joke because I think the NFL needs to start recognizing some of these positions as what they are. Yeah, it's wildly different. It's a very it's different wildly game. different. But but both can let impact me, it. Let me ask you this, because there are some guys I consider tweeners. Like Josh Downs is not a slot receiver. I refuse no. to believe he's a slot receiver. He was a rookie, and that's where I he know he's, Right, I know he's like 5'8", or however big he is, or whatever. <laughs> 
but like dude's a legit two in the league. That's facts. I agree. So he's, he's, an outside, he's an outside but, receiver. Yeah, but you know, but you know where. What do you define as a slot player. receiver? Like a white guy like Edelman and Welker, or like those guys that are heavily in that position at all times, no matter what. You're you're year four and you're still sitting in that slot receiver spot. You're a slot receiver. Okay. Okay. They're usually they're so, usually your typical. Edelman's a good example. That yeah, Edelman is a great example. Wes Welker is a great example. Uh, Tyreek Hill in Kansas City was a great example. Okay. Tyreek Hill to me is a slot receiver. He's just so extremely fast that he can play on the outside and just burn past corners. True. He's a two. In my opinion, he's the the, the two option in Miami. Yeah. Like because Waddle is your route runner and is your X. And they just move Hill around so he gets all the free releases and can break DB's ankles. So I just yeah. think I just think if you're gonna if you're if we're gonna make a slot corner like Ken, like a guy like Kenny Moore who's been playing that same position his whole career like Darius Butler, then a slot receiver has to have his own position at the same time because it's essentially oh. the same thing for the offense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Demarco so, brought up what about Jim Bob Cooter possibly leaving for Philadelphia? Thoughts on that? He, he went to go pick up his wife and then brings up this conversation. <laughs> I don't yeah, see yeah. it happening. I don't see him leaving. We we had brought it up before show. Um, yeah, man, I, I agree. I think if Shane agrees, with, because if I'm not mistaken, what, what we said is because it's a lateral Shane's, move, Shane's able to yeah. block it. Is that correct? Yes, but Shane also okay. said he's not going to stop guys from from he did building on their careers. Yeah, so like I have I have the most absurd thing that I'd like to say on this matter. Please. I think Nick Sirianni can just go get fucked. <laughs> yeah, literally. Like I agree with that, but I also look at it like. I truly believe Shane, they, they could probably swap trade, you know, Brian Johnson and John I don't want Cooper. That. Hell, I, don't I want understand that. that. I understand that. <laughs> but you could. Wait, well, Shane owes Philadelphia fucking nothing. He built that team out. and we'll see what they're doing with that. Absolutely. You know Absolutely. I don't disagree. I, but I'm what not I'm saying, saying is just... Jim Bob Cooter didn't do really a whole lot of anything other than just kind of help with AR and Minshew. Sure, whatever the the non play calling offensive coordinator does, I'm sure you could get that same thing with Brian Johnson from Philadelphia. See, if Jim Bob I don't want to chance that because here's the thing: we saw what Frank was able to do when he had Nick Sirianni, and then what Frank couldn't do without Nick Sirianni. True, I don't disagree. And with now that. I don't want to chance Sirianni, it. I don't have to. And then what Nick Sirianni couldn't do without Shane Steichen. So no matter how good the head coach is when it comes to being an offensive mind. He still needs that backbone of an offensive coordinator, and I think that's de- where Jim Bob Cooter is here. In the developmental aspect of Anthony Richardson as well, I want to keep Jim Bob Cooter. Yeah, me too. Because you saw, me you too. saw, you you saw that uh, switch with with Trevor Lawrence from year one to year two, uh, sort of that grow up. And I don't know if you saw on the sideline, Jim Bob spent every bit of time with AR. I know we saw a very small sample yeah. size, but I, I think Jim yeah. Bob means a lot. Oh, look at this. This is an interesting point that DeMarco makes here. AR's quarterback coach in college was Brian Johnson. So then it wouldn't shock me to see if, if Jim Bob left. It wouldn't shock me to see that essentially the switch. I don't want to see it because I like Jim Bob, what he what he's done and provides. Best, he's also saying, best but he's name also saying, in the NFL. But here's the thing. Now you yeah, got to think of it like this. The way I look at it like this, if they're trying to do that connection with Brian Johnson, if Brian Johnson was AR's quarterback coach, you know, in college, then he was the reason why 
AR is a little bit behind. He wasn't exactly. that great. <laughs> we didn't. Yeah. We didn't get to and see the best version of him. I mean, yeah, no. I also the system AR up. was in, dude. That offensive system's archaic. Whatever system, old boy runs of Florida is all like read option left, power option right, power toss. Here's some wing T formation. Like you know Florida's what offense next year isn't I, isn't dope. At that with the way Baltimore ran their offense, they had like four tight end packages and just ran Lamar up the middle. Yes. They were multiple. <laughs> That's what we're about to do. Wild. No, yeah, I, 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 insane. I, I was seeing their formations. It looked like a single back formation at a shotgun, and Lamar is just running the ball. <laughs> yeah, with his running back as lead blocker. Just to oh, uh, just to it. close out the whole the whole Jim Bob thing. I I think, like I said, Shane doesn't owe Philly anything, but he has come out and said before he's not going to stop his coordinators from developing their careers and and furthering their careers. But I don't see any scenario in which. He sends Jim Bob over there with no plan in place to who's going to replace him. And I pray to God he does not have that kind of faith in Brian Johnson because I don't. But what, what I'm saying is, like, there's no way he makes that move just to fuck himself over and, like, leave himself with nobody right. in the position. It, if right. he lets Jim Bob go, it's because he has a candidate ready to go to take right. that place and to have a smooth The transition. only coach that I'm actually concerned with the Colts losing this year because how well they performed is the offensive line coach. Tony Soprano Jr. I hope not, dude. Because I don't. He, he I, yeah, around. I hope not either. But I definitely could see him moving on because there might be another team that wants to pay him more money and make him an assistant head coach, kind of like what they did, what the Browns did with um, our special teams coordinator last year. Yeah, yeah. they just paid yes. him more money and, and slapped the. Uh, assistant head coach, you know, tag on him. So Colts couldn't block, you know, right. That move from happening. So beyond that, I truly feel like he would be the only one that wouldn't return just because there would be a team out there who would, who would bring him back. I think with us being two weeks into the playoffs, I think the if we had anybody leaving, we would know about it already. Like there there needs to be some rumors spinning. Can they make announcements during the playoffs? Is that still a thing well, now? Or? They, they can be requesting. Uh, because I know, like, last year the league got pissed with Indianapolis because they were, you know, doing all this. Jane interviewed while they were in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they league got real mad with the Colts for how they handled that. Which That's always been so. a thing, though, hasn't it? Like, I feel like I see that no, all the time. You, like, you used to have to it's wait. Only, it's only if teams are playing in the playoffs. Yeah. We're not in the, the tampering period. Ah, okay. Tampering, yeah. But it's only if teams are still playing. Fuck it. It's not He's like on the sideline now. Yeah. Yeah. You can't interview till after the divisional round. But you can request. But you can request interviews up and up until then. Yeah. I just know people got there was a big story. Philadelphia felt like the Colts were tampering because we interviewed Shane the week before the Super Bowl. Sirianni just had a problem with it. Right. Right. I just remember I remember that being huge media wise. I don't think we did interview Shane a week before the Super Bowl. I'm pretty sure we requested the interview and we didn't interview him until post Super Bowl. Oh no, it was the week of the Super Bowl, we, right? Or week week before it was, it was, it was a week a week before the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he, right, he talked about it. He talked we about did it a in Zoom his, interview. Uh, yeah, he talked about it in his coach's interview because uh Larry Overton asked him what was it like prepping for the Super Bowl press and, and for a head coaching job. Yeah, yeah. That's right. 
I had to think about that. Yeah. And the Philly yeah, fans were pissed because they're all like, if Shane focused on the Super Bowl instead of taking the Colts head coaching job interview, we probably would have won the thing. Blah, 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 blah. Getting yeah, all mad, you know. The offense looked just fine. Maybe if Dan was able game. to launch the ball. Yeah. That, that Hail Mary was pitiful. Well, we're, hmm. we're seeing how they look without him. So, yeah. Well, their, their season's over. So we see how they looked without him. <laughs> That's tough. Being like the Cowboys. Yeah. That's Couldn't weird. turn on any sports radio this week because all the Cowboys fans were crying. <laughs> it's the downside. You should move, bro. I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. I am. I'm kidding. Uh, move back, back to up Washington. To Seattle. <laughs> you got to deal with the sea chicken fans. Uh, they're not as bad as Cowboy fans. I feel like they're not as bad. Know. They just kind of let true. it ride. <laughs> but I've also learned that for some reason, everyone that's here that's in like my unit thinks they're all Cowboys fans. They're like, oh, we as Cowboys fans. I'm like, sir, you're from fucking Idaho. Yeah, get out of here. <laughs> America's <laughs> team, dog. America's <laughs> team. No. It's it's funny, bro. I'm not even lying. Like, and we, and our commander came to visit the one day. He was like, I don't watch football. I don't watch, I don't really watch sports. I'm just getting into sports again. He was like, um, but God, uh, us cowboys, man, I'll tell you. I'm like, bro, what? Us, yeah. <laughs> Hell. And then he was like, and then he was like, why I didn't start getting the baseball until the Rangers won the World Series? I'm like, bro. <laughs> Biggest bandwagon. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, shut up, bro. Go, yeah, I, go back to your I, office. I have the weirdest time at this unit that I'm I'm at now because there's like every single dude is just not a sports fan. I, I don't have anyone to talk sports to. I, my last unit that I was at, I hate that. everyone was college football, NFL, basketball, everything. Where I'm at now, they're like, yeah, I think I'm going to go hiking this weekend. I think I'm going to go fishing. Like, that's all cool, but, man, who's going to talk shit about football with me? I don't think I can imagine a life without sports. No, Because it's it's been instilled in me my whole life. It's seasonal. Like, okay, it's time to watch basketball. It's time to watch baseball. It's time to watch football. You know what what I mean? That's what I like to do, yeah. That boy shit. I like like to get my heart broken by my favorite teams. That's what I do. And chilling with my my family, my wife's family, and my daughter and my wife. Sports is my life. Like it is. Hey. It's what I do. So not hey, tri- having hey. it, like a, it would be like a part of me would be gone. I'd probably have to turn in like writing comedy if I couldn't have sports. I would just you know turn into like the world's worst comedian. Like where'd hey, you get your real toast? Tell me how. Uh... Zach's blanket set back there looks like the army basic training blankets, bro. No, 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 on your bed, bro. On your bed, that shit looks oh, like dude. the fucking U.S. Let's Army green wool blanket that doesn't even warm you. It just <laughs> yeah. makes you itchy. Hey, we bought that off Amazon, there, son. I spent good money for king size green mattress, dog. Like, bro. Good thing. Hey, I was thinking of it earlier. It's like somebody's been sitting on that bed. What's up with that, Brian? It was his cat. You didn't see it? Yeah. His cat just ran off. I got like, bro, I got two cats. They're assholes. They're my cats. I hate cats. I got three, and I keep, I keep telling my wife when you get rid of them. Oh, cats are the best. Cats are the best. I'm going to get killed. I don't care, everybody. I prefer cats over dogs. Like, oh, I'll get out of here. Right, we got to <laughs> go. We gotta go. <laughs> hey, guys. We'll be, we'll be back next time. We'll hey, crew. We'll be back next Saturday. <laughs> and as always, go Colts. Oh, I'm catching the dogs, though. That's gross, bro. Tuning in, man. Sorry we took last week off again, but it was good to see everybody. Good to hear from all the comments, bro. Uh, right now, we're looking at a pretty boring divisional game in the NFC from what it looks like. Seven to six, 49ers up at halftime. 
Uh, obviously, the Ravens just beat the Texans, which I guess we're adequately happy about. So the playoffs. Hey, who March you guys on. got tomorrow before we dip out? Let's see. Like, what's got. your predictions for tomorrow? Oh shit! Detroit. We got Kansas City Bills and Detroit Tampa. I got, I got Detroit Kansas thirty-five fourteen. Yeah, you, I got, you I got it's Detroit. Blowout? Yeah, I've got I've got Detroit think, winning, but I I do think the Buccaneers can put up a fight, not to the end of the game, but I don't I don't think it's like a two score blowout. I see like. 21, 28, 21, 31, something like that. But the, the Buccaneers, like, I know Philly was a dumpster fire, but they're, they're hitting at the right time, man. They were playing good football the, the last couple of weeks. Uh, but I do have the Lions winning that, and I think the Bills pulled off at home. I hope the Bills pulled off because I'm tired of seeing the Chiefs and all the social media Listen, shit. Josh, uh, Josh Allen has taken the reins of the most overrated quarterback in the NFL. From oh, my Aaron God. Oh, Here we go. Here so. we go. Yes. He's playing out of his mind right now. He's no, just, he's, he's not. out there running people. Yeah, out of his mind, shit. throwing three touchdowns, three interceptions, and the yeah, interceptions come. I do because it's crucial moments. It's I not mean, like it's not like you throw an interception in the first quarter and then your defense makes a stop. No, man, this man's throwing interceptions in the fourth. Like, chill out, bro. He, he didn't last week. He played clean. Listen, I I he's first, overrated. But... He's overrated. I can't bet Patrick Mahomes until I actually see it with my own two eyes. I mean, I, I'm not betting at all on these games. I can't, I, I don't want to lose the money. But, yeah, I've got both home teams. Actually, for this game that's going on as well, I've got home teams sweeping the divisional round. So that's yeah. Green Niners, Lions, Bills. To answer right DeMarco, to answer DeMarco, I got uh... – hold on. I oh, have San Francisco minutes. Ravens in the Super Bowl, and I have – I got the Ravens, Ravens winning. I'm, I'm the same. Same as Zach. Yeah, I think I'm the same too. I, I would love to see an upset just so like because th- those two, in my opinion, are by and far the best teams in the NFL in the respective conferences. So it'd be cool to see an upset between that. I will, like Detroit, but I will say that the, the the way the Niners are playing right now, I could see Detroit taking it to them. Yeah, I mean, if, well, they're, if they're gonna take this long to score, like the Packers defense has been good lately, but you, you no, should have more than seven half something. Yeah. It's Brock Purdy, he's trash. That's the debate. That's the debate. They'll find a way to get CMC involved in this second half. And once they get that going, he's yeah, it's it's the same thing last week, I think. Let's just let's let's entertain the world for a moment though, where we have Jordan Love and Baker Mayfield battling it out for for a Super Bowl berth. That's almost just as bad as saying you take cats over dogs. (laughs) That would be hilarious. Cats over dogs. Cats over dogs. But yeah, I've got home team sweeping. What about you, Damon? I got I got both underdogs. I got Buffalo and I got the Bucks. And it depends on what version of Baker Mayfield we get tomorrow. Do we get the mad Baker Mayfield that can make virtually every throw? Tight coverage throws, fading away. He he was throwing hey. fadeaways. He was throwing fadeaways. <laughs> he was he was on a different game, and, and then you, you consider too they had like eight drops, like he had seven or eight times that it hit them perfectly, and they just forgot how to play football. But so I Buffalo's favored, dude. Buffalo's favored. My apologies. So I got Buff, I got Buffalo, and I got the Bucks. Um, I know I said it last weekend. I'm gonna catch a lot of flack for it. I still got Buffalo as my dark horse Super Bowl. They've won seven games in a row. I think they're just and, trying to get rid of the Madden curse. And I mean, that's that that could very well be true, Matt. It could, but I mean, I, they. You want to talk about getting hot at the right time? And of those seven games that they won, four of them have been playoff teams that they beat within that streak as well. Yeah. So that's yeah, that's 
yeah, they are clicking at the right time. Uh, I'm not going to say anything about Josh Allen because for all I know, he will go throw, you know, the Andrew Luck, four touchdowns, three picks, you know, the, <laughs> 400 <laughs> yards, four, 400 yards, but three, the picks were in the first half, three picks in the first half, four touchdowns, in the second half to win yeah. the game. <laughs> yeah, but ridiculous. that's why I have, I still have um, Baltimore winning it all. Uh, well, I mean, dark horse Buffalo, but I think, I think Baltimore is your, is your safe. They're, they're the most complete team in football yeah. this year. And and Lamar yeah. is having probably his career year, right? I mean, I mean this or season, but they they only year. won they only won today because of him. Yeah, yeah. that he's, man he's took over that game in the second half. We called it in our preseason show when we did predictions. We all agreed that Lamar was on gonna be on a warpath this year. Yeah. Because last year during the offseason, we are la- yeah, last year in the offseason, we all heard oh Lamar selfish. Lamar's greedy for wanting full guaranteed. Can't stay healthy. Ain't going to get a deal. He quit on the Ravens because he sat out when he was not hurt. You know, he quit on the team, blah, blah, blah. It took a couple weeks, but once they got going, dude, oh, yeah, They're a buzzsaw right now. Guys, God just showed you what AR could be. I mean, straight up. That is, in my opinion, you have seen – Lamar Jackson is exactly what Richardson could be with the size of Cam Newton. And here's the thing, too, man, is, like, their defense is every bit as good, too. Like, Baltimore is just a buzzsaw through and through. And, by the way, they have, like, the second-best kicker of all time. So their special teams is also good. Like, you look at the Chiefs, their their offense, they finally played well last week, but all year long, right, that Patrick Mahomes-led offense – has not been what we expect from the Chiefs, but they have a good defense. Buffalo, yep. it's like you never know what you're going to get because Josh Allen is a fucking cowboy who's just out there running and jumping and throwing and doing whatever his first thought is to do, but sometimes it works. So you don't know what to expect yep. with them either, but you know what you're getting with Baltimore, and that's a badass unit on either side of the field. It's, it's going to be tough to beat. So, yeah, In my opinion, Baltimore's defense will win them, win them this Super Bowl because – I mean, that's the only consistent Lamar's had besides himself. Like, he's dealt with with crazy injuries on offense at tight end. I just, I just saw something backs. crazy. The Ravens are going to host the AFC Conference Championship game for the first time. I saw that. Yeah, oh, they, they hosted it in 2012. Yes, yes, no, they uh, – I think it was the last time was in the 80s or something. It was in Denver, wasn't it? I no, think it was in Denver. 2012. Oh, that was 2012? Denver. That, that was Denver because that's whenever uh, Tucker made the uh, the game winner, 35-38. Yeah, uh, Manning's City, first year. Mile yeah, High Miracle. It, yeah, yeah, Jacoby yeah, Jones. Yeah. Jacoby Jones had the deep ball <laughs> on the right-hand side. Yeah. Baltimore's uh, never hosted an AFC championship game? Uh, not they, since like the 80s or something. They weren't yeah, a team sorry, in the 2012 80s. was against the, the Patriots. Trev, they weren't Ravens a team in the were, 80s, bud. Yeah, they the became Ravens a team in the 90s. Anything. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Baltimore as as a team, not the not the Ravens. So yeah, we I mean, are Baltimore as a team. Goals. You turd. I'm saying the city, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, this will be like the first like championship in Baltimore then since like the game when the Colts and Giants played mm-hmm. in the '60s. Then that's wow. crazy. That's, that's crazy. Wild. It's gonna be funny if they lose. Hmm. Yeah. All right, y'all. I'm gonna get off here. Yeah, me too. Uh-oh. I gotta. I keep waking up the baby and I feel bad. Yes, sir. Well, Peace. 
Even though our well, season is over, it's always go Colts. Go Colts, y'all. Go Colts. Go Colts. Stay conservative, won the ball here on third down. Here's Richardson, he takes it in for his first NFL touchdown. And Pittman takes it inside the 20, the 10, towards the end zone, touchdown! On second and 28, the Colts capitalize Richardson to Pittman, 39 yards.